Hey everyone, and welcome to the Renew Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Lenahan. I help faith-driven entrepreneurs grow their businesses, simplify their businesses so they can spend more time with family and mature in their faith. So you can think about it like a business coach meets spiritual director, if that's language that's familiar to you. I help faith-driven entrepreneurs in a few different ways, one of which is right here on the podcast, just by teaching some of the concepts that have been heavily influential in my own entrepreneurial journey, as well as in the lives and businesses of my clients. I also run the Renew Your Mind Mastermind, where I help entrepreneurs grow their businesses to that point where they can support themselves and their families via the business. So that's typically for people earlier on in their journey. Then lastly, I help established entrepreneurs via one-on-one coaching to scale their businesses while cultivating the fruit of the spirit in them. One quick example of this is actually related to what we're going to get into in today's episode is my client, Kristen, who started her company less than two years ago. She's grown to multiple six figures and has hired a handful of people already. And when she came to work with me, she wanted to grow her business. That was very clear. But the main thing that was on her heart was that she wanted to do it with less hustle and more peace and in a way that was just more sustainable. She had experienced burnout in previous jobs and previous vocations, and she really wanted this business to be one that lasts and one that's truly, truly sustainable for herself, for her employees, and for her family. And since we started working together just a few months ago, she's continued to grow the business aggressively, but she's spending significantly less time working in the business, in the day-to-day tasks, and much more time on the business. She's really stepping into the role of CEO. She's hustling less. She's volunteering in her kids' classrooms regularly during the week and is overall just experiencing entrepreneurship in a very different way than she had been previously. She's found a really solid, life-giving rhythm of work and rest. And that's the power of what we're gonna talk about today. Now, before we get into the episode, uh, just to to lead us into that, as we close in on 52 episodes here in uh, just about a month's time, that'll be one year of podcast episodes with one episode per week. I've been able to track which episodes have been the most impactful, that have gotten the most shares and listens, and the ones that people have listened to multiple times and have told me that it's had a deep impact on their business and on their journey. And so today I wanted to go back into the episode bank to bring you one of the most impactful episodes from the first year of this podcast. Now, briefly, just a couple reasons why I want to do this. One, there are always new listeners joining us here on the podcast. Maybe this is your first time. Maybe you started listening at episode 45 or 26. And so if you're new, instead of having you go back and scroll all the way through the episodes, which I still would recommend you do, I still think going back to the beginning and listening at least to the first four episodes and then any others that stand out as relevant to you, I do recommend that. But just so that you don't even have to go through and to scroll back through the previous episodes, I'm bringing some of the best episodes to the forefront, to the top of your feed. So that's for new people. And then there's everyone else who, if you're like me, if you're like normal human beings, it sometimes takes you hearing things multiple times before it actually takes root and starts to bear fruit in your life, and in your business. I was listening a couple of weeks ago to one of John Mark Comer's teachings, and in that, he was actually sharing, he was doing a series on Sabbath and rest, and he was sharing how studies have shown that we actually 
in general, especially in the church world, but also just in schools and anywhere that we're teaching, we under teach things by a factor of 10. Meaning we think that we say things once and that people are going to get it and they're going to be able to apply it. When in reality, we actually need to be talking about it and repeating it 10 times in order for it to sink down deep and go from head knowledge into wisdom that is embodied. And so with that, don't worry, I'm not going to share the same episode 10 times in a row or even in a span of a year, but there are some that definitely need to be listened to multiple times, especially given the fact that six, nine, 12 months ago, you were in a very different spot in your life and in your business when you may have first heard the episode. And so with that, let's dive into the episode bank. There is always a huge focus when it comes to business on the quantity of results that you create. So the money that you make, the number of clients that you bring in, right? And these things make sense. These things are integral to running a business that is sustainable. But today we're going to be talking about the quality of life that you experience as an entrepreneur and how that stacks up to what Jesus actually has on offer for us. This is one of the episodes that has had the most listens, the most people reach out and let me know how much it impacted them. And so I'm especially excited to share this episode as we wrap up Q3 and head into the last quarter of 2022. So sit back, get a pen and a piece of paper, open your hands and your ears and your hearts to what God has for you in this episode, and be ready to engage and turn what you hear from just an intellectual learning and gaining knowledge into something that you actually embody and put into practice. Without further ado, let's jump in. Today, I wanted to bring something to the podcast that I've been coaching a bunch of my clients on recently, which is the type of fuel or energy that they use to run their business. It's been super helpful for both me and for my clients, and so I wanted to share. So here it is from a high level. If you think about yourself as a car, you can run on diesel fuel, which is bad for the environment, contributes to ground-level ozone, which destroys crops and contributes to things like water contamination and acid rain at its worst. Or you can run on electricity, which is cleaner for the environment, It's something we can get from renewable energy sources. So we're not going to run out of the ability to produce electricity the way that we would run out of diesel fuel. So it's more sustainable and it's better for the environment. And here's the thing. Both types of fuel can help you as the vehicle get from point A to point B. But there are major differences between the two in how they feel while you're driving and while you're getting from point A to point B and in the results that they create both in the short and the long term. And so today, I want to first, I want to ground ourselves in scripture. And then I want to run through what is running on diesel look and feel like in your business so that you can recognize it. And then I want to contrast that with what running on electricity looks and feels like. So for scripture today, I'm going to pull from the gospel of Mark. And what might seem like an odd thing to pull from based on the topic that I just laid out, but give me a couple of seconds just to make the connection for you. In Mark chapter 12, a Pharisee or teacher of the law asked Jesus the question, which is the greatest commandment? 
And here's verses 30 and 31, Jesus's response. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Now, if you're like me, you've heard this plenty of times before, and your focus on that that second one, love your neighbor as yourself, your focus probably goes to the love your neighbor part of that verse. I think that's probably the most common way that we hear it talked about. But a few months ago, somebody pointed out the as yourself part of this command, which is so interesting because it implies that there is a healthy, life-giving love of self that we're also called to have. If we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves, and we know that we're called to love our neighbors really well, that implies that we're also called to have a love for ourselves. And so why I bring this up and, and how I see this connecting to what we'll talk about today is that operating from electricity, from clean energy, is actually a form of loving yourself, whereas I think operating on diesel is unloving to yourself. And I'll unpack this uh, more in a bit. But we talk a lot on this podcast about ways that as faith-driven entrepreneurs, we can be noticeably different than other entrepreneurs in how we live our lives and operate our businesses. The fuel that we run on is one major, major way that we can be an example to the world of what it looks like to live the life that is truly life and to point people towards the one who came to give us life abundantly. And so when there are narratives around hustle and grind and sacrifice everything, including your values, ethical standards, your family or your faith for success in the name of a result and success, we can live in stark contrast to that. And that I think is a, it's a compelling and it's a beautiful form of resistance for us to live counterculturally in that way. So with that as an intro, let's dive into what operating on diesel versus operating on electricity looks and feels like and how you can recognize the two. So again, at a high level, diesel is non-renewable. We're gonna run out one day. It's dirty energy, not great for the environment or people around it, but it can get you from point A to point B. Electricity can be created via renewable energy, It's clean energy, and it also can get you from point A to point B. So let's dig into diesel, and my guess is you'll pretty quickly be able to identify what this looks like specifically for you, especially if you're a type A, achievement-oriented kind of a person where maybe you're a great student in school growing up, or your parents had high expectations of you, or you have really, really high expectations of yourself. This This is going to be an episode that will likely resonate very deeply with you. And so I want to describe what it's like to operate on diesel from a bunch of different angles to really round out your mental picture of what this looks like and sounds like and feels like, not just emotionally, but actually feels like in your physical body, because you will recognize this, many of you, by how it feels. So I'm going to walk through some thoughts, some emotions, some of how it feels in your body, and then some of the, the actions that you end up taking if, if this is your pattern. And so if operating on diesel were thoughts that are running through your head, whether consciously or subconsciously, maybe these are things that you say to other people or to yourself, here's what some of those things might sound like. There's too much to do. I don't have enough time. I wish there were more hours in a day. I'm behind, or if I don't do this or these things, then I'm going to be behind. There's no way I can get all of this done. 
I'm overwhelmed. I'm not good at managing my time. I can't waste any time. I've got to get moving. Now, those are some of kind of the thoughts, whether, again, conscious or subconscious. That's kind of what's going on. Now, when you're operating from diesel in your business, the best way to describe the feeling or kind of the emotional state is pressure. Like there's something chasing you that's always on your tail. And if you stop for even just a second, it's going to catch you. Somebody that I coach has literally used the language of feeling like their to-do list is constantly chasing them. Like they're always looking over their shoulders, waiting for that next thing to get added onto their to-do list. And it seems like it never ends. And so operating like this, it feels very stressful. Like you, you can almost sense the cortisol just kind of going and rushing through your body. There's a buzz of anxiety. It feels a little frantic. Like, again, you're always in a hurry, bouncing from thing to thing very reactionary, like you're a pinball being kind of pinged around the the pinball machine. And here's the thing. For some people, this will actually look like a seesaw kind of relationship where either you're doing great and you don't feel overwhelmed at all and you feel like you're on top of the world, or you're just completely overwhelmed and in panic mode. And there's almost no in-between. And then for others, it's going to be very different. It's going to be just this constant steady, low buzz, and undercurrent of pressure that's driving you forward. It's it's just uncomfortable enough to keep driving you and moving you forward. And so it's not enough to be alarming. It's not enough to hit the panic button, but it is present enough to make you feel kind of crappy. And what's so interesting is that even as I'm talking through this, I can, I can feel this in my body. I can feel the buzzing sensation. I feel this uh, this feeling that I get where it's like tiny bubbles from a carbonated drink are like fizzling in my shoulders, which are really tense. My posture is hunched over. My shoulders are up closer to my ears. My neck is forward. And in general, my, mus- my muscles are tight. They're tense in my body. And my breath is a lot more shallow. And when you feel like this, when you feel this pressure, when you feel all of these things that I'm describing in your body, it leads to a certain set of actions and results. And so when you feel like this, you do things like checking your email or social media compulsively every five minutes. Maybe you wake up in the middle of the night or just first thing in the morning with immediately things to add to your to-do list or to your calendar. Maybe you eat lunch standing up or at your desk, which probably has multiple to-do lists on it. It looks like bouncing between tabs and tasks, trying to to multitask and do many things at once, which never actually goes well. You might keep saying yes to things, even though you have no idea how you're going to fit it in, and it just adds another layer to the overwhelm. You might be constantly thinking about the business and trying to solve problems, even when you're not on the clock, when you're not working and you're not at your desk. You've probably tried a bunch of to-do list systems, handwritten, on your phone, maybe even some apps. You've probably tried the urgent versus important Eisenhower matrix If you're creating content, it takes you a long time. Like you write a few sentences and then you don't like what you wrote. And so you go back and start over and then you switch to your internet browser. Then you switch back to some other thing that you were doing. If you're at a point in your business where you're managing employees, this could look like you need to have a difficult conversation with an employee. And instead of just having that conversation, the first chance you get, you put it off and you put it off and you put it off. Until it gets to the point where you get frustrated enough to where you just have to do something about it and you have to have the conversation. If you're prepping for a workshop, 
you wait until the last minute to to fe- until you feel the pressure, the time pressure that you need to get it done, right? So a word on procrastination, sometimes it's about you avoiding something that you're afraid of, but many times it's just a tool that your brain uses to fabricate or create a sense of pressure because subconsciously that's how your brain has learned to operate. And then here's one of the biggest tells that something is very often you might be operating on diesel. When you're operating in this mode and you wake up, you're not actually excited about the thought of getting to be in your business and working today. Like if you're anywhere on the spectrum from you just kind of feel neutral about it, just a little apathetic, or you're just straight up not looking forward to it, like you're low-key annoyed that you have to work today, or even further that you're actually dreading your work. I want you to stop and think about how crazy that sounds for a second. You left a job and started a business doing work that you love, work that you're passionate about, that you feel like God called you to, and so that you can experience the freedom of being your own boss, and you're waking up not excited about the things that you're working on and creating and the people that you're serving that day. I mean, that is like a flashing light on your dashboard, just trying, begging to get your attention to say, hey, take a closer look at this. There's something off here. And again, you can still get from point A to point B operating like this, but I will say it is more difficult to It's draining and it makes entrepreneurship way less enjoyable. And then honestly, it's just not sustainable long-term. If you want to take the long view, it's not sustainable. Something's eventually going to give, whether it's your physical health, mental health, spiritual health, your relationships. And when any of those things aren't doing well, you bet that's going to impact how you show up in your business and how you're serving your clients. And so operating from diesel is marked by the language of I have to right? It's the language of obligation, pressure, a lack of choice, a lack of freedom. And the great irony here is that so many of you became an entrepreneur because you were tired of doing things that other people said you had to do because you thought it was pointless or stupid or whatever. And here you are, you left the corporate environment or wherever it is that you came from, but your thought patterns came with you. They're still the same. And so what happens is when you tell yourself that you have to do something, it cues in your brain to think back to those times where you've just, you've known other people are telling you you have to do something that makes you not want to do it. And it immediately creates resistance in you that will make you not want to do that thing. And so even though you chose this business, you chose to do what you're doing, you're still experiencing resistance because you haven't unwound that thought pattern. And so one of the things that I help so many of my clients do is stop telling themselves that they have to do things. Because all it does is suck the joy out of their business. And it makes them not want to do the things that will actually move their business forward and serve their clients. And I'll talk about this topic a little bit more soon on the podcast, but just a quick preview. The established entrepreneurs that I work with who are, you know, they're more than paying their bills and supporting their families with the business. They're now scaling to a quarter million, half a million, a million in revenue. And they want to scale, but while working fewer hours, the first thing that we look at is what they think they, quote unquote, have to do. And we really examine that. We put a magnifying glass to that, a microscope even. And you'd be surprised how much you are doing right now that you're telling yourself you have to do that's not actually necessary. So we'll get more into that at some point in the future. That'll be a fun day. 
But for now, the the mental picture of operating from diesel that I get, I picture like the black smoke coming out of the exhaust and contaminating the air. I also picture uh, there's a comedian that I saw. He did a video about how your mom acts when you are going to have guests over for like a family holiday or gathering or something like that. And she's like running around the house, freaking out, cleaning everything and yelling to like not touch anything or, or not mess up what she's up to. And I think that's a great visual for what it feels like to run on diesel. Now, the scariest thing about operating in this way is that when you do this for a long time, and many of you like me have probably been operating from this place since you were a kid, is that it becomes normal. And when it becomes normal, your body gets used to it. And it will literally create this feeling state on purpose because it learned through patterns and through repetition that it quote unquote works for getting you to get things done. And our nervous system, very much like muscle memory, operates in a way that the more that something is practiced and repeated, the easier it becomes to repeat it. Did you know that? Did you know if your body is used to feeling stressed and you don't feel stressed, it will signal to your brain that something is wrong. And your brain, the genius that it is, will come up with a thought that creates stress or will have you do things that creates stress. It will find a reason to get stressed to get your body back into that familiar feeling state. Just like the example with procrastination that I shared earlier, if your body is used to feeling time pressure and stress and it associates that with getting things done, if you have plenty of time to do something, your brain's going to have trouble getting you to do that thing. And so what you're going to do is procrastinate and procrastinate until your body shifts into this diesel state, which in this context is super unhelpful, right? But imagine if you could get that pattern to work for you instead of against you. Like what if your practice and your default feeling state were a sense of peace and confidence? And instead of any time you aren't feeling peace or confidence or ease or however it is that you want to feel, your brain tells you that something is wrong and helps you get back into peace, back into confidence, back into ease. That's renewing your mind. And if you've ever read Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, he's a French monk who was alive in the 1600s, and he wrote a series of of letters to uh, a couple of people, and it was later compiled into what is now known as Practicing the Presence of God. And basically, the pattern and, and what he had taught himself was that any time that he lost sight of God's presence, he trained his mind and his spirit to always come back to being present with God. And so that's what we're talking about. Any time that you now recognize that you're operating from diesel becomes an opportunity for you to redirect yourself to what we're about to talk about in a couple of minutes, which is what does it look like to operate on electricity? But a couple last things. What's so common, especially because a lot of my clients were kind of that type A, good students in school or got good jobs and got promoted or had success in some kind of a corporate environment and are used to being environments with very high expectations for themselves or set by parents or by bosses, they're used to operating from pressure, from diesel fuel. And any time that they had a big project deadline or senior leadership was visiting from headquarters and they had to do a ton of work to prepare in a short period of time, they would flip the switch on and activate diesel mode, 
or if you go back to undergrad or college or your time in university, whenever it was finals or you had a big test coming up, right? It would be the cramming as opposed to the spaced out studying. And the thing is, and this is what's so key is it worked, right? They got the work done, but they didn't feel good while they were doing it. It wasn't an enjoyable process, but there is a lie here that I want to just unearth before we start talking about electricity. The assumption that their brain is making is that unless they activate the diesel mode, unless they kind of hit that panic button, the work won't get done. AKA, there's no other way to make it happen. And if the work doesn't get done, that means something about who you are, that you're not good enough, that you're a failure, whatever the deeper lie is. But the assumption is that this is the way. This is the way to get work done. We know and we can trust that it will lead to getting the work done. And therefore, this is the path that we should take. But we know that's not true. We know that pressure and operating from diesel is not the only way. And you know this, you've experienced this, whether in in your business or in other areas of your life, you can do things from a place of joy and love and peace. Just think of anything that you do that you just do for the love of that thing, whether it's cooking or playing sports or working out or whatever it is, you only do it because you enjoy doing it. You don't do it because there's any sense of pressure or anything like that. And if you can do it with those things, that's how we know it's possible for you to be able to do that, to do it and bring that into your business. All right, so let's look at the alternative. Running on electricity, on the other hand, feels like ease. And it feels peaceful, almost kind of like graceful movement. It's calm, but it's effective. At its best, it feels like flow state. You're engaged and you're focused and you are using effort, but at the same time, it feels effortless. There is an inherent trust here that you can do a lot of things without needing pressure. Again, that's going to be the underpinning, the underlying belief with this mindset and this way of being. So if diesel is, I have to, running on electricity is the language of, I get to, and I want to, and I choose to. If diesel feels like something is chasing you, making you run forward, running on electricity is like you're being pulled forward by something that is exciting. I haven't flown in a while, but I picture those walkways in the airport where it's like a moving sidewalk, right? And that feeling that you have when you're just walking at a normal pace when you're on it, but you're moving faster than the people who are just walking on the normal ground. And it kind of feels like this weird, like mini superpower and this, I don't know, I always have a lot of fun walking on those things. And so if operating on diesel feels really tense in the body and like kind of hunched over, operating from electricity feels very relaxed and calm. Your muscles are not tense, but they're engaged. And if diesel is, uh, I like to think of it as, uh, and this example is from John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If diesel is like you getting in the checkout line at the grocery store and kind of scanning really quickly, which line is the shortest or counting the number of items in f- of the people who are waiting in line to see wh- what's going to be the quickest checkout line. If that's diesel operating from electricity is just getting in line and not really caring because you know, it's only going to make a difference of about 30 seconds. And actually you don't mind being in line a little bit longer because then you have a chance to connect with other people, right? One of the lines I think from John Mark's book is love is incompatible with hurry, right? And if you think about Jesus and his life, he, he had a full schedule. He was 
very, quote unquote, busy. He had a lot of things going on, but he was never in a hurry. He was never frantic. He was always walking with this spirit of kind of ease and peace and just gracefully going about what it is that he was doing, even though what he was doing was a lot. He was preaching. He was traveling a lot. He was healing people. He was going from place to place. He had things that he was doing, but it was always with this spirit of kind of what I think of as running on electricity, the spirit of just peace. And so some of the underlying beliefs when you're running on electricity are things like, I'm good at what I do. I love what I do. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this. I'm in the zone. When I focus on the most important things, that's enough. And things don't take time. They just take focused energy. And when you're thinking and feeling like this, you don't wake up in the middle of the night to add things to your to-do list. You probably just sleep all the way through the night. You wake up in the morning and you have a little sense of butterflies in your stomach when you wake up. Like I think when I was a kid, the feeling that you would have on field trip day when you go to the amusement park or when you play sports, that feeling when you wake up on game day, it's that buzz of excitement that you will ride throughout the entire day, right? That's what it feels like. Your desk is probably clean. You don't have 35 tabs open on your internet browser. It's probably something like less than, at least less than 10. You focus on doing one thing at a time instead of bouncing from thing to thing. When you write marketing content, this is when a piece of content just flows out of you in like five minutes and there's no editing. It just, it just came out and it happened and it was good. You're clear on exactly what the most important things are that you want to do that day. There's intention heading into the day. When you meet with clients, you're incredibly present with them. You listen really deeply to the things that are said that aren't said and you serve them at a really, really deep level. If in diesel mode, you feel like you wish there were more hours in the day, when you're running on electricity, you not only have margin in your schedule, but you either just let yourself have unstructured thinking time, and that's okay. Or when you finish work early, you're fine just ending your day early. Or in addition to those two options, probably my personal favorite is that when I finish you know, my work early, I have a list of things that I go to that just bring me joy to work on. Things that are either related or not related to the business, but they just, they bring me joy to work on. And I just allow myself to get to go work on those things. And so when you're running on this kind of fuel, when this is your perspective and the mindset that you have, you always know what your top priorities are. You're excited about your work. You serve your clients at a high level. You're making decisions faster. You know what to say yes and what to say no to. And you find that you have more than enough time to do the things that move your business and move the kingdom forward. Just to take this metaphor one step further, electric cars are actually faster than cars that run on diesel. If you've ever been next to a Tesla at a stoplight, it probably had a little bit more pickup than your car. And it's because electric cars, the energy is stored in a battery and it is ready for immediate use. And so there's less lag between your foot pressing the pedal and you going. And so if you look at zero to 60 times uh, for cars, electric cars are going to be at the top of that list. And so not only is it more sustainable and better for the environment, aka your health, the joy that you have while you run your business, the health of your business, operating on electricity will actually get you to point B faster. Now, before I wrap things up, there's one more kind of example that I wanted to share from my corporate experience to drive this metaphor home. And I think this is such a, at least for me, this is 
such a clear picture of this principle playing out. So one of my first roles in corporate was as a manager in the warehouse distribution center of the company that I worked for. And so I was managing a department of like 25 people. And what they were responsible for was assembling customer orders. So they were packing different items together from all throughout the warehouse. They were interacting with items that were arriving in plastic containers that rode on the conveyor belt. And primarily, they were evaluated, their performance and what their raises were based on were evaluated on two main metrics, one, accuracy, and two, productivity. And what was so interesting, what I learned very quickly, was that there were some people in the department that were moving around like the Tasmanian devil, like they were constantly moving, constantly in motion. They looked like they were in a hurry. They looked like they were very busy. Um, They looked like they were working incredibly hard. And they were, and their bodies, they were just always moving so quickly. And then there were people in the department who kind of seemed like they were just kind of taking it easy. And it didn't look like they were, you know, working incredibly hard. They weren't constantly moving. They didn't have the same kind of busy, frantic energy about them. Uh, But they were moving. And I remember the first couple of times that I went to just look at the data, look at their productivity and look at their accuracy numbers. And I remember being surprised at what I saw because I went in with this expectation that, oh, you know, the people who are moving really fast, the people who look like they're working super hard all the time must be the most productive people in the department. And what I found was the opposite. I actually found that the people who didn't even look like they were moving that quickly were actually the most productive and they ended up having the highest and the best accuracy. And as I got to know the employees more and understood kind of the mindsets they were operating from, the people who were not as productive, but who were constantly moving, they felt like they needed to be moving. They had to be doing it in order to have any chance at meeting expectations. Whereas the other folks trusted that they were focused on the most important parts of their steps, that they had eliminated any wasted movements, that everything that they were doing was intentional And that following their process was the best thing for the end customer and the best thing for their performance. I shared this example with a client last week in session and it really resonated with him. And so I wanted to pull it into this because it's just such a beautiful example of this principle playing out in a different setting, right? It's this idea that operating from pressure, operating from diesel, from this place of obligation and I have to and it needs to be in a hurry is actually incompatible with operating from love. And if we are, as faith-driven entrepreneurs, called to be different, called to be a light that points to the way that that life can be lived and the one who gave us this life and modeled what this looks like for us, we need to operate from love. So with that, let's wrap this up. As an entrepreneur, you're always moving from point A to point B. And you have a vision for the future that isn't a reality yet. You're always moving towards it. The world feeds us this picture of entrepreneurial success that revolves around the result, the destination, the quote unquote making it. And it cares very little about the how, the fuel, what gets sacrificed to create that result. It doesn't care about, you know, broken families or marriages or uh, poor mental health or the health of somebody's soul. But as faith-driven entrepreneurs, we care about both. We care about working with excellence as if unto the Lord, and we care about how we get there the fuel, the journey, as well as the destination. You can think about the energy that fuels your business like a pie chart, right? Some percentage of that time you operate on diesel 
and some on electricity. What are those percentages today? When you think about future you, one or three years from now, what does their pie chart look like? Let me tell you, the more that you shift into operating on electricity, the more fun you have, the more capacity you realize you have inside of you to allow the spirit to flow through you, it's a completely different experience of entrepreneurship and of life compared to the diesel that I was constantly operating from, from the time that I was in elementary school up until two years ago. I would suggest that you start taking tangible steps in that direction as soon as possible. The sooner that you do, the sooner things will change. To make the transition to running on electricity is a process. It requires creating awareness of the patterns that are currently running, right? Which is part of what we were doing today, disrupting them, and then reprogramming them. A lot of times, I think people think that the answer to overwhelm or to pressure that kind of gets to a boiling point is to take a vacation and to rest. And rest is great. I'm a big fan of vacation. Go on vacation. But that's the equivalent of restarting your computer. You get a break, but the software didn't actually change at all. You still have your same thought and behavior patterns. The, The same code is still there. And that's why when you clean your house or you clean your desk, it's nice for a few days, but then it ends up looking the way that it did a week ago. Moving from diesel to electric is like actually updating the software. I hope there was fresh revelation uh, that you gained some new insights from the episode. And even more importantly, just that you've been able to identify one or two specific things that you want to take into your quiet time with God, into prayer, that you want to take action on and implement coming from this episode. Next week, I'm super excited to bring you a fresh episode. It's going to be so good. We're going to talk about how Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, makes business decisions and some incredibly simple things that we can learn from him to speed up our decision-making without sacrificing the quality of our decisions. As an entrepreneur, you're making decisions all the time, and the speed and quality with which you can do that will have drastic implications, especially when you extrapolate that over time. And so I'm really looking forward to sharing that episode with you soon. If you aren't already getting my weekly emails, head to the link in the show notes to sign up. Every week I send out reflection prompts, quotes, resources, and mindset exercises related to growing your business and growing deeper in your walk with Jesus. And then if you're an established entrepreneur and you're wanting to scale your business while focusing heavily on cultivating the fruit of the spirit in you as you do it, and a lot of the things that we talked about in this episode, I want to invite you to book a discovery call also linked in the show notes or at lenahancoaching.com slash discovery. And we'll talk and we'll see if one-on-one coaching is a good fit for you. That is all for today. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time on the Renew Your Mind podcast.